Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. back with another episode of the lakers fast break podcast it's gerald glassford coming right back at you here from lakers fast break pop culture cosmos where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week twice a week where we get your podcasts and on over 30 radio stations worldwide and on this weekend show melinda and i are going to be recording it here in just a little bit we're going to be talking of course the Taylor Swift heiress movie that's coming out this weekend. You know a lot of people are checking that out because that's already got $100 million in the bank and the movie hasn't even come out. Well, actually, it did get released to theaters on Wednesday a little early. So how much money will it make? We'll talk about that, plus some interesting behind-the-scenes Marvel and DC news. And PlayStation has a slim model coming to you later this year so we'll talk about that plus a disney price hike again and more right here at the pop culture cosmos also as well inside sports fantasy football the guy to my well he's actually on my left or right as you see it but my left he was on the show along with chris lardieri from the domination sports nation we discuss nfl week six talk about our fantasy football picks what to do with all the injuries that you probably incurred on your team, and also as well some of the highlights and lowlights so far of this NFL season, plus our woof 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 picks at the doghouse for the underdogs for this week. Go ahead and check it out today, Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It's a really good listen. I highly recommend it, or catch it today on the Pop Culture Cosmos channel on YouTube. Plus also as well, of course, our good friend, Mr. Joe Soro, who knows where he is? Is he in the Midwest? Is he back home? Is he on planet Earth? We don't even know. So hopefully we'll find out here sooner rather than later. But you can always go ahead and check him out at LakersBall.com. It's Oxy Knox 1947. And also as well, you can go ahead and check out his company, Simblades. Simblades with a Y.com. Our good friends, also as well, Laker Tom, the number one Lakers blogger that's out there, and Jamie Sweet. I have just confirmed with Jamie, the music superstar himself, who will be performing in the Southern California area tomorrow. Please go ahead and check out his page, his Facebook page, for details, because he's got a great performance tomorrow. So he won't be on the Lakers postgame show, unfortunately, because you know he's busy doing his thing. But on Saturday, he'll be doing his thing with us, Saturday at 3 p.m., along with Laker Tom. Those guys you can check out today. Of course, at Lakerholics.com. Also, of course, our good friends 
friends of the show, Empire Jeff TV, Lakers and and Lakers and Five, Daniel Barry Sports highlights. I get all you know all the time. I I see these guys in the chat. Jeff has joined us. I keep asking Daniel if he'll go ahead and do some highlights for us at Laker games. But hey, I'm still happy that he's here. Still happy that Lakers and Five stops by. Plus, also John McCallion, who's frequented the show as well. He is 65 pounds down and 65 to go on his drive towards losing 130 pounds. You can see his quest today on YouTube at the John McCallion channel. Speaking of YouTube, it's right there, right below Sean. People ask me, are you going to change the actual thumbnail right there? I can't find a good picture of Sean. And for me, it'd be something like this. So I'm not sure I would like that either. Will it get people in to go ahead and subscribe? I think the goofy picture for Joe with the beady eyes might still stay there for a little while. So if you haven't yet subscribed, go ahead. It's okay. He will bite. Go ahead and click on that today to subscribe on YouTube to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers Fast Break podcast. Well, three games in on the exhibition season. It's flying by. We're already halfway done with the exhibition season already. And the Lakers, 2-1, and one, heading into tomorrow night's matchup against the Golden State Warriors. We don't know yet who the lineups will be or who will be out as far as that game's concerned. Maybe LeBron will be in. I've been thinking a little bit more about our conversation. Thinking maybe LeBron might do Friday, Sunday, and then, like as Magic Man said, just take the day off in Palm Springs and just relax by the pool in Palm Springs and maybe not play there in the final game of the exhibition season. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But the coaches, they're starting to already concentrate on who they want to have in their rotation, especially Darvin Ham, come the beginning of the season. So that's what we're talking about today mainly is who will be in the Lakers rotation when opening night happens, in our opinion, as of now, based off the three exhibition games. And here today to talk about that, plus also a little bit of talk on Max Christie. We'll clarify that for anyone out there who might have been confused because of Rodell. We did straighten it out for Rodell. We went ahead and let him know that it was a clarification that was made already on that show. So we'll go ahead and clarify it again. Plus also, so ESPN dropped its top 100 players where are LeBron and AD, and do we like where LeBron and AD are at? That's on the show as well. But the guys here that you I want to hear about, you you called him the GOAT on last night's show. He's the madman from Toronto. He did get out of Toronto traffic to go ahead and talk to me about some Lakers rotations, Max Christie, and AD and LeBron. It is a good man indeed. you got to go ahead and check him out whenever he's here at the Lakers fast break. It is the magic man, Sean Grice. Got the hoodie there going on, Lakers purple and gold. How's it going, my friend? I know some people were irritated with the choice of colors on the Lakers sidelines yesterday with Jared Vanderbilt and Anthony Davis. Uh, I know we got some feedback and comments on that, on the green that was worn by Jared Vanderbilt and the green hat by AD. Be that as it may, my friend, the rotation is starting to formulate. I know Max Christie, we're going to go ahead and talk about him first because we need to clarify a little bit again. 
he got the most minutes last night out of everyone. And I think it's obvious why, because he is right now on the cut line, whether or not he is going to be in the rotation to start the season or be one of the first men out of the rotation, unless something happens fouls or injury wise therein. your thoughts. First off on Max Christie to clarify again, you said specifically after you corrected yourself because it first sounded like, and I got confused that he belongs in the G league. no, he, we all know he's a part of the Lakers team going forward. We get that. He, the way he's been playing lately, it's been he's been playing like he's been still thinking that he's in the G League. So that's what you were trying to say. That's what you were trying to clarify, I do believe, from my heart. And I know that now that we can go ahead and finish this off, we can go ahead and talk about the Lakers rotation. Yeah, no, Gerald, I, I'm glad... I'm I'm glad uh, it could be uh, just smoothed out here because I I know you heard it on on the edit as well. I said, and I agree with Gerald that Max Christie is going to be a part of part of the Lakers uh, roster. Four, yeah, fourteen yeah. man roster. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just the the regression definitely uh, and definitely he's playing shows as if he's still, he's still in the G, in G League. League yes yeah, that's what you yeah saying. yes oh, and yeah. this happens a lot like Gerald Gerald has seen it with the Vegas Knights as well there's a really great prospect who who plays really well uh in a certain role and then they're asked to expand and then when they're given more opportunities sometimes it doesn't work out and you're wondering has there been some regression here and, you know, they're still playing like they're a level below when they need to be playing at the top shelf level. And, and it's not because of effort. No. I, I seriously think it's because he knows whether he's been specifically told by the coaching staff or even in his comments during training camp and media day. That's what he inferred is that he knows he's going, he needs to battle for a spot in rotation. He knows nothing's being given to him. He knows he has to earn it. The problem is when some, you know, people, a lot of people, not just him, but a lot of people out there in whatever it is life, they have something really important. They press, they get nervous, they, they get tight, they get, you know, clenched up. They, they want it so bad. Sometimes they just do a little bit too much and forget some of the things that got them there in that position in the first place. Well, and Gerald, through your uh, professional experience, I'm sure you saw uh, an employee or two who was trying to do their best and was just pressing a little too much. I've managed over a thousand people in my lifetime. And I'd say, yes, that has happened on more than one occasion. And absolutely. Yeah. And you you just got to go as a coaching staff. You got to put their, well, these days you can't put your arm around anyone, but verbal around someone and just say, you know what? I know your efforts there. I know you're trying your best. I know you want this. I appreciate so much your attitude and wanting to go ahead and do this. It's just, we put you in this position to get there because you showed some great things. Please, we need you to go ahead and just calm down a little bit or just find a place that's comfortable for you to get back to where we know that you can be as an individual or as an employee, or in this case, a player. So that's just basically, I think, what it comes down to. No one's going to say that that Max Christie is out of the rotation for good, his season's over, anything like that. We're just talking about the start of the season there, Magic Man. And before we get into the full rotation, what, what we have, 
I currently, based on his performance, have a three guard rotation going in that's playing right now considerable minutes. Max Christie, it will get spot minutes at best in this rotation. And basically, for all intents and purposes, could see some DNPs early on until he finds that common ground that he found so well in Summer League. And it just looks like to me that once he finds that je ne sais quoi that he had, so to speak, in the Summer League, he'll be a regular part of the rotation once again. I just think that last night was an exhibition for him was, was his chance to be in the spotlight. They gave him more minutes than anybody else and he didn't quite pass the test, but that doesn't mean he's going to be out of the rotation for good, but just says it's going to be a lot, little bit harder for him to crack that rotation on an every game basis until he finds that comfortability level like he did in the summer league again. Yeah, absolutely, Gerald. That that's a hundred percent bang on, and I agree with that. That he's uh, like number term. eleven on a ten-man rotation or something like that. Absolutely, just put it in perspective. Absolutely, Gerald's a hundred percent right. I was thinking the same thing. I was just trying to come up with the the right term, but Gerald hit the nail on that cut line. He's right there. Gerald's right, and it's thin. Not it, he's being cut from the team. team just that just he's that for the regular the rotation. rotation. Yeah, Graham has a nine or ten man rotation, and let's go into this night right now. Uh, you know, actually, you know what? But one last word on Christie again, sure. because Rodell, who emailed us again, LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com, and there was also some clarifications that you made in the YouTube channel with Max Christie. It's the fact that again, this is not a death knell for Max Christie if he does not do well in the exhibition season. It's the thing is, it just might be a little bit of a small setback, but then to correlate something similar of course austin reeves he did well in his first rookie season started to show out a little bit at the end of the rookie season went into training camp had a summer league went into training camp kind of struggled in training camp started the season not higher on the food chain like he ended up being took a little bit as far as injuries bad play and well quite frankly, a bad start by the Lakers for them to go ahead and really utilize Austin's strengths. And by the time 2023 kicked in, look what happened. The same thing could very well happen to Max Christie. Yes, Gerald, I agree hundred percent. I mean, you, you buy a ticket, you take the ride. So Rob Polinka and Gerald, we know he's got a he's got a real preference and a predilection for Big Ten players. Um, he loves obviously the scouting department that we have, and they they obviously situate in on the Big Ten as well. So they did a lot of um, history on Max Christie and put a lot of money and time into acquiring him, and now they're. Uh, trying to develop him as well, and it's a roller coaster, and, and we all understand that. And um, like Gerald said, that was a great analogy. I mean, it, you can start something small. You know, big things come from small beginnings, and that's what happened with Austin Reeves. And Max Christie can can find that same, like Gerald said, je ne sais quoi, and and perforate just just pound his way into that rotation because I think that's the only way you're going to get into that rotation is if you're 
consistently doing the things that you do well. And like Gerald was saying, right now there's there's definitely nine and probably a tenth player right now who just plays their role consistently better than you do right now. And that's just just the way that the the story goes as of right now. But he's got a he's got a lot of upside. We all we can all see it. It just there needs to be like Gerald said, that consistent get up and go from the start. There there can't be these these lulls that he has, either offensively or defensively. And we saw that we saw that in the um we saw that in the second preseason game, LeBron wanted him to keep running right, Gerald, and he let up. He let up about three quarters of the way, and if he had kept going, LeBron would have found him streaking. You know, it's the little things, and and you know what, Austin improved on the little things so much he became a starter. We're not we're not going to see that from Max. Max is not going to supplant. Uh, any of the three guards at this point in time, unless there's a serious uh, progression. However, like Gerald was saying, you can crack into there. But right now, it's a it's a three guard rotation for me as well, Gerald. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed. Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Bring me all of the Star Trek all of the time, and I will be an incredibly happy girl. Even if it's terrible, it's like pizza. Bad pizza is still pretty good because it's pizza. Bad Star Trek is still pretty good because it's still Star Trek. That's the way that I look at it. Just let it sit in the refrigerator for a day and be cool. That's it. Yep. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it is the Lakers Fast Break. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Truly appreciate it. We're talking the Lakers rotation right here on today's show. A little bit, we're going to be talking as well about where LeBron and AD stand on ESPN's Top 100 and whether we're cool with it or not. But right now, it is the Lakers rotation. And Magic Man, the guy who is asking for travel tip advice right here in our chat, the best Lakers chat room that's out there, the Lakers Fast Break on Palm Springs. I was in Palm Springs about five years ago, four or five years ago. And it was 115 degrees. So I'm not sure I can give the best advice on it. So I'll, I'll just leave it at that. So, but, Gerald, Palm Springs yeah. was more uh, was worse than Vegas. 
Well, it's not when you're talking about that. Uh, Phoenix is actually the hot. If you go between Phoenix, Palm Springs, and Las Vegas, I'd probably say Las Vegas is the cooler in quotations <laughs> by a degree. Maybe Palm Springs is second. Maybe Phoenix is third. Okay, it's like, all right. That's like 115 to 118 to 120. Does it really matter once it gets above the 110 mark? It's just damn hot, man. It's oh yeah, man. It, it's it, it's like they have their own uh, ecosystem over there. I see the the weather reports uh, in California, Vegas, because I care about my good friends uh, Joe and Joe Soro. And oftentimes, I see Temecula is like anywhere from seventy seven to ninety, and there's Palm Springs ninety nine to like Joe was saying one hundred and twenty. Yeah. Like it has its own weather, in Palm Springs. It, yeah, absolutely. And I've driven cars alongside the highway and you drive along the freeway on along there and you can see the the temperatures just go up, 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 up as you get closer to Palm Springs like you do here in Las Vegas. But getting back to the Lakers rotation, my friend. So let's start this off with the starting lineup. And I'm going to let you go ahead first as my friend and fellow panelist and fellow host on this show. Your thoughts on the starting lineup as of now that you have formulated in your brain. I know we talked about this on previous episodes. For me, it might have changed, but I'm not sure. You said, well, no one should lose it because of injury or whatnot. I'm not sure everybody, you know, you know, was thinking that the fifth starter had a tenuous hold on the starting lineup in the first place. No, no, not really. Um, you know, it's it's razor thin, um, really razor thin. Uh, right now, okay, if I had a whiteboard, I would say, here we go, gentlemen. Uh, number one, D'Lo. Number two, Reeves. Number three, LeBron. Number four, Vando. Number five, AD. But I put an asterisk on number four because... I agree with my fellow co-host, panelist, and friend that eventually Prince should be in the starting lineup. So, Gerald, what I would like to see is um, D'Lo at the one, Reeves at the two, Prince at the three, LeBron at the four, AD at the five. But I don't. I'm not sure Ham will go to that lineup. I'm a little differing now after what I've seen so far in the past couple games. Uh, I understand that Jared Vanderbilt is injured. And I also understand that Jared Vanderbilt, uh, you know, is hurt. And Jared Vanderbilt is not exactly as good or as utilized best if he's brought off the bench, as I've stated on more than one occasion. And BDA Pink, good to have you back. Long time no see. Hopefully everything is well with you, BDA Pink. Good to have you back. But Magic Man, I think I'm going to have to be honest with you. I think based off the play I've seen and the way how he fits into what Darvin Ham wants to do a little bit more of this season, whether I, I think it might be the best thing or the worst thing. In this case, I want to see if it stick out and want to see if we give it a try. And that is, of course, Austin Reeves and D'Angelo in the backcourt because D'Angelo has played immeasurably great in this exhibition season so far. Let's hope that continues. Austin Reeves has been Austin Reeves. Of course, you got LeBron AD, and I'm going to put Torian Prince in my starting lineup as of right now. So he has just played well. He seems to fit well. 
my concerns as I went in because the fact he had statistically played much more power forward than small forward in recent years, especially with Minnesota. But your conversation with our Minnesota expert, you know, that along with the fact I've seen it, he's been able to be effective enough against enough threes wings to stay out on the court alongside these guys. Plus Mr. 40%, as I'm calling him, is probably going to try and be a better option, a more consistent option. And one's teams had to be more concerned with. So I'm going to say that right now ahead of Rui, who I think thrives more coming off the bench, but will probably close games. I'm going to probably say Torian's Prince is my starter alongside those guys right now. Your thoughts on that, my friend? Yes, ab- absolutely, Gerald. Um, you know, that that's ideally the lineup I would like to see is that Prince is a starter um, because, like Gerald said, he's been, he's been competent enough and uh, ag- aggressive enough against certain threes where the lineups have meshed really well. Um, are, they don't have it, unfortunately. But if I had if I had to guess, I would say our best starting five has been D'Lo, Reeves, Prince, LeBron, and AD. That was the best five I saw on the floor in the second preseason game, Gerald. I'm not sure if you'd agree or not, but the fact of the matter is that that should be the best starting five for the Lakers at this point in time. It gives the best yeah. flexibility when it comes to offense versus defense. Prince is able to stretch the floor. Lanes are open for both LeBron and AD potentially, Gerald. And you'd also have the element that both Prince and D'Lo and Austin Reeves are competent cutters as well. So that also gives a little bit of versatility to tinker with as you proceed with with that group because ultimately I think that's going to be the best starting five that we have. I just think right now that when it comes to it, Rui Hashimura is best suited as a spark plug off the bench. I really think when it comes to Rui, he will end up closing most games unless – Prince or Vanderbilt is needed. Vanderbilt, maybe for defensive purposes, and who's maybe if he's hitting enough shots during that game. And Prince, if he is hot, you obviously got to keep him in there. But I think Rui is the best option to close games. But to start games, I think right now it's got to be Prince. Uh, Vando, uh, that, that's the thing though. As we get into the rotation guys, who makes up the rest of the rotation? Uh, at least the rotation, the starting rotation, do they go nine deep, 10 deep? You have Rui as your main guy coming off the bench. You have Gabe Vincent as your main guard coming off the bench. That's seven right there for you. You would bring in Vanderbilt as, you know, just the fact you you just signed him to that nice brand new shiny four-year contract. So you can't stick him on the bench and not play him unless something really goes wrong there. So you have to go ahead and at least get him in as your eighth man. Although I have a feeling because he signed that shiny new four-year contract, he's probably going to be in the starting lineup come opening day, but I don't think it'd be my best option right now, even though, as I've said before, I'm not doubling back on my words. I, I still think he is best starting. I just think that right now Torian Prince is playing better than Vando at this point in time. 
So I still would have Vando now if that's the case, and I put him as the eighth guy coming off the bench. And to end it, I have a 10-man rotation with Jackson Hayes, who has played his way in the rotation. And, of course, Christian, I haven't seen a shot I haven't liked, would. So your thoughts on that, my friend. A full 10-man rotation. Max Christie is the odd man out as of now because the fact is there's just, you know, and with at this point, you know, it would probably have to be either him or Hayes uh, or Vando not playing as far as in this rotation because if Christian Wood isn't given a fair shot consistently to, you know, really get some good minutes in, he's going to let the world know about it and it's going to be a big headache for everyone involved. What's your thoughts on the ten, rest of the 10-man rotation for you, my friend? I, I shouted off my 10-man rotation as of now. Let me hear yours as far as your 6 through 9, 6 through 10. And would you play 9 or 10 men as your regular rotation? Yeah, you know what, Joe? Right now I go with, uh, with a strong, strong 10. Um, and, and again, uh, I think, you know, I'm – Unfortunately, right now, Max is on the outside looking in, but I, I agree with Gerald's assessment. And basically, I like the rotation you also had as well, Gerald. I think Rui should come off the bench first. Um, that's that's what happened when Vando was inserted into the, into the starting unit is that Rui came in. You know, that, that lineup, yeah, it, was, it was good. It was good. It was a shot in the arm. However, like Gerald was saying, I think once again you need to bring in Gabe Vincent, and then uh, I would bring in, like Gerald was saying, bring in Hayes and Wood. Uh, in like hockey, like the the hockey lineup changes; those two come in together. Uh, as Gerald, I would play some minutes though with Hayes or Wood playing with AD. I would experiment with that a little bit. Yes, because as Gerald was saying. That's exactly what Ham was doing. The uh, AD played with Hayes. I thought he was more effective with Hayes than he was with uh, Wood at this point, Joe. But like you said, it's just a, ma- a matter of more practice time, more live bullets, more understanding each other. I mean, Vincent and Wood tried to establish some chemistry in that second game, and uh, it, it didn't work out. But that third game yesterday, man, oh, man, was that – that looking really good, especially with their ability to uh, to pick and roll there. And both of them, like, here's the thing: both of them can pick and pop. Like Vince, Vincent's a, a pretty underrated pick and pop guard himself, Gerald. Um, and his shot was looking pretty good yesterday. Now it didn't, unfortunately, it didn't coincide with Wood having uh, a vicious night from beyond the arc. But I mean that. That's also a possibility because Ham has worked in Vincent and Wood, and obviously he likes that combination coming off the bench. Absolutely. So I'm looking forward to seeing what what could be coming out of this in regards to a rotation coming out of the exhibition season. But that's who we have right now in the rotation. I mean, again, Wood because of just because there was so much brouhaha he's going to have to be at least a part of the rotation as of now, whether or not you like him or don't like him. He is going to endear you and not endear you in many ways this season. He is going to be a love or hated player. I can clearly see that already because he does a lot of things the Lakers need, and then he does a lot of things the Lakers don't need all at the same time. Jackson Hayes is just solid, but the problem is he can, you know, he doesn't give you a whole lot 
on either end. He's just been steady on either end and steady enough. But the problem is when push comes to shove, my friend, when you're talking about if Max Christie cracks the rotation and starts to play well, someone will have to go ahead and maybe sit down a bit. I have a feeling, unfortunately, despite the good play on the exhibition season, I think persona number one, as far as being the man that would be sitting back down on the bench, would be Jackson Hayes. Yes, I, I would say that would probably be accurate. Um, limitations offensively, um, that, that's been established. Uh, so I, I think, you know, if, if again, like Gerald was saying, if he gets off to a, a rocky start, uh, in that first first couple games, uh, you might get the hook quick because, as we know, with Darvin Ham, it's what Gerald always says: seeing is believing. Last year, Darvin Ham said he wanted to have a consistent five, and Gerald, we ended up having the most uh, different starting lineups in the NBA. Um, I don't want to see a repeat of that. I'd like to see him set his set his eyes on a five that he's got to shine to right now. I'm with Gerald. I think that should include Torian Prince and Sands, Jared Vanderbilt, but something tells me that Ham's that old players coach adage that you're not going to lose your starting spot to an injury. However, like Gerald was saying, Vandershot doesn't uh, get fixed quick or at least a little bit. He's getting the hook. And Torian Prince is coming in to start. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. It is the Magic Man, Sean Grice, along with me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Always love our feedback on the best Lakers chat room that's out there, the Lakers fast break. Adam Hurley says, as long as the Lakers are winning, I think the Lakers fans will be happy with Wood. I know you're one of the biggest supporters of Christian Wood. You have been before he was even on the team, and I'm going to give you credit for that. Again, with Christian Wood... There are things that even you, Adam, have got to admit might irritate you a little bit in the fact that he is going to be the guy that's going to be counted upon to score a lot. And in doing so, Sean, he is going to score a lot, but he's also going to take a lot of shots. And when it comes to that, as far as maybe there will be some open men from time to time that he should have been better options. He'll try and force the ball up, as we've seen already several times. When you have that mentality, Sean, it's just, it's not that he's not being a team player. It's not that he doesn't want to win. It's not that he doesn't want to be, you know, uh, sacrifice for the good of the team, et cetera, et cetera. It's just that that is the player who he is. He is playing for a contract. He is playing for something more than just a, a title. He's playing for redemption on a higher scale. And in doing so, he seems like he's going to go ahead and take it to every team he can. For good and for bad, if he's over-aggressive from time to time, that's just what we're going to get. Yeah, Gerald, it's, uh, it's, like, um, it's like throwing an orange into a vortex with uh, putting the ball into the post with Christian Wood. It's like... Uh, the assist-to-turnover ratio will not be pretty. I'm just going to be prepared for yeah, that. Yeah, it won't be pretty. I mean, you know, of all but the guys... But if he gets you 12 points and 8 rebounds, because I don't expect 17 and 10, uh, if he gets you 12 and 8, I think that everyone should be satisfied with what... And, and acceptable defense. Yes. Not even saying good defense. I'm just saying acceptable defense. Yes. And I would be happy as a lark about Christian Wood. 
Yes, Gerald, that would be that would be a great signing and a, a, a great productive season by by Christian. Absolutely. Uh, I, w- I will say this did uh, did have a pretty little move there where he had a he had a guard on him. Kevin Herter, uh, Christian recognized taller than Kevin, turned him around, uh, curled off of him. And then, as uh, Gerald pointed out, made the right decision, drop step on Sabonis and it was a nice dunk. Now, uh, you will this- see that from time to time. Cause if he's coming out and playing against second units, there's some second unit players out there that he will see and just have lunch. And that oh, will be yeah. the best times to utilize him. If that's the case, as we saw against Brooklyn, where he took the the kid he was playing. Noah against. Not, Clowney will yeah, have Noah Clowney. nightmares. Yeah, he did. Cl- <laughs> yeah. He clowned him. All right. That's for sure. Noah Clowney. So, there will be times like that where it's great to have Christian Wood because he will definitely give me the ball down low. I'm going to take this guy to school. That will be great to watch. But then again, it's when he did other times, like when he tried to force it against three Kings yesterday. Those are the times that are just going to say, you got to take the good with the not so good each and every time with Christian Wood. Absolutely. Absolutely. His is like a roller coaster, up and down, uh, seemingly possession by possession. Mm-hmm. Although uh, we're we're exaggerating, Rodell and others out there, we we do that from time to time. But seemingly possession by possession, it's 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 Christian's uh, brilliance versus his uh, inexplicable uh, absent-mindedness, Joe. I think it's just the best way to describe it. He becomes, I think, either disengaged, disengaged, because to me, it's not a matter of being disinterested. He's a very good basketball player. I don't think it's a matter of boredom. I think and it's BDA ma- says it right. You know, he is crucial for us to go ahead and step up his game. He'll be getting the rock a lot more in those games that AD misses or LeBron misses, whether you're in need of another frontline scorer. Absolutely. Absolutely. And by the way, that's that's a great point by uh, BDA, and it segues into – I mean, we have to segue into Christie again, Gerald, because if you look at their history of this three-guard lineup we're, we're likely going to see in the rotation that's fixed. Well, everyone, Adam, will get a chance to play because of injuries at some point in time. Oh, it's, it's, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, Cam Reddish, you'll see some Cam Reddish, Reddish at some point in time during the season. I, that, I'm rest assured on that. It's just yes. at the start of the season, what is the rotation, if ever provided everybody's healthy when they go into Denver, that's probably who we have at the present time that's going to be playing in the nine or 10 man rotation. What we talk about now, that's why we have Christie on the outside looking in and reddish on the outside looking in. That doesn't mean that they're not going to play games during the course of the season injuries and just the sheer fact of load management. Although you can't call it load management. It will be load management that those guys will get their opportunities to play. It just depends on how much and they won't do it right now. As of my opinion, right away. No, 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 they won't. No, they won't, Gerald. I, I think that they definitely want to hit the target on a set rotation that they really want to go to and then build out from from that as well, Gerald. I, I, they're, they're not looking to go, like, middle out. They have their core. They need elements that they brought in to help insulate that that core rather than, rather than be... Um, 
what's the word uh an uh, a synergistic effect because that you have like like we saw with with Pam's first practice in training camp we saw the the nine he went with it was Vando in the starting lineup then he went with Vincent Rui Prince and Hayes off the bench and as Gerald had noted Christian Wood slides into that tenth spot and at some point in time Christie's gonna get a chance as well because Gabe Vincent has a injury history so does D'Lo so does Austin Reeves at some point somebody's gonna sprain a wrist turn a knee Gerald you're gonna need Christie like Gerald was saying spot minutes like and then you're probably going to ask him instead of playing five minutes a night, Max, you're going to have to play 15, play effective. Or you know what? Cam Reddish is right there, and Cam Cam's hungry too. So uh, yeah, Gerald, everyone's going to find their time, but it, it's it's going to be incumbent upon a couple of guys, like Gerald was saying, on that cut line. The there are three guys kind of on that cut line right now. It's Jared Vanderbilt, Max Christie. And Cam Reddish, those those are the three guys kind of on the cut lines right now, depending on whether or not the roles mesh. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. It is the Magic Man, Sean Grice, along with me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching today. Darren says he always appreciates the Magic Man's vocabulary. Mr. Encyclopedia himself, Magic Man, Sean Grice. I do want to say, though, when it comes to Max Christie, I mean, I know there's a lot of support out there for him. I like the kid personally. I think he's done, you know, a, a lot better in the summer. You know, just obviously he looks so smooth and looks so confident. Uh, you know, I don't know where that's gone as far as it's concerned in the first three exhibition games. But even if he's out of the rotation now, again, like you said, Magic Man, there will be openings in an 82-game season where if he plays well – he'll not only stay in the rotation, but could make a serious imprint for the season to come. Yes. Like you said, I thought Gerald prefaced it just succinctly, perfectly, and simply. It was, it was pressing. Oh, don't mind me. I'm just patting myself <laughs> yeah. on the back. It's just pressing. It's kind of the, the looking over his shoulder. He's forcing and, the issue. Yeah. And he doesn't have to do it at all. It's yeah, it's but forced. that's a natural human tendency when 100%. you know something's on. The, when you're at your work, Sean, and you know that you got to get whatever it is, you know, as we go back to office space, the TPS report in by a certain amount of time, or else Gary Cole's going to do an NCIS upside your head. You know, that's something right there where you got to finish it and get it done. The problem is, what do you do when you handle pressure? How do you handle the pressure? Do you tense up? Do you change what you're doing? Do you change something about you that got you there in the first place? And with most people or a lot of people, depending on who you talk to, that's often the case. I haven't happened to myself where I noticed myself as I noticed a deadline or something really important that I do get tense up, that I do change what I needed to do and how I go about it. And it does affect the ultimate outcome. What we're seeing now is that there's been a clear mo notion. He sees it, whether it's been inferred or not, as I said earlier in the show, by the coaching staff. I have a feeling it's been inferred to him behind the scenes. And he clearly said it when it came to media day that he doesn't have a guaranteed spot in the rotation. He knows there's a lot on the line. 
he needs to go out and grab it by the horns, as they say, and really take command of it. And so far, he's tried. The effort's there. The execution, unfortunately, isn't. And ultimately, that's going to be what determines whether or not he's, he starts off. He starts off in the rotation come Denver. Yeah, absolutely, Gerald. Um, uh, there's a saying in the military, slow is fast and fast is steady. So uh, that, that's kind of what Christie has to adopt here is that do ever progress through your reads, progress through your development, the film you've watched. And, you know, we know Gerald that he wants it. It's the, like Gerald has said, the effort is definitely there. It's the consistency. It's he's got to be in the gym with like 2000 shots after practice, Gerald, because we saw Torian Prince was, as Nick said, was butter. He was butter on those, on those catch and shoots against Sacramento. And Max Christie was given a, a couple of the same opportunities Torian had. He just couldn't make them. Yeah. And, and, that that's where we want to see it. And that's that's all Gerald is asking from Jalen Hood Shafino as well. And and think about this, ladies and gentlemen. We we've seen Max progress as a shooter. Me and Gerald, we wanna see that from Jalen Hood Shafino as well, but it hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet. There aren't any signs of that. And uh, as we know, Gerald. Uh, because of the uh, because of the um, exp- expansion and the growth of the G League, uh, now teams are able to stash either one or two, one or two year players in the G League. And my question to you is, do you expect before opening night to see Jalen Ochefino and Maxwell Lewis assigned to South Bay Lakers? It's in their best interest. If I was really, you know what? I don't care about the kid's ego at this point in time. He's got to take it as a learning tool and a learning lesson. I'm going to say you didn't cut it right now. Uh, Maxwell Lewis playing a little bit better, but still you're right now, not even the odd man out in this rotation with Maxwell Lewis. You're really the odd man out in, in this equation. So is JHS. Both these guys need lots of reps. They're not going to help your team now unless there's injury. And if that's the case, if Maxwell Lewis and JHS are playing rotation minutes, that does not bode well for your present. Might help your future with them getting some minutes, but really they need a ton of minutes and a ton of rotations and a ton of, of handling the ball, ton of usage at the South Bay Lakers G League level because they're not going to get it playing in the NBA right now. They're not NBA ready players. Yes. He scored Maxwell Lewis started to play well, got a couple dunks. Yes. Yeah. Last game, 10 points really starting to play a little bit better, but you know, this is comes out of what, after we've saw bad performance after bad performance, after bad performance, he's just starting to see the light instead of just sitting him back on the, you know, on the bench, continuously you need to go ahead and make sure he plays and plays and gets 20 25 30 minutes a game at the g league level in order to go ahead and advance his career the two-way guys demoy hodge is going to get 30 minutes down at the in the g league uh, you know colin castleton's going to get 30 minutes in the g league alex fudge needs 30 minutes in the g league right now 
but also JHS and Maxwell Lewis, that would be the starting five in the G League right now in order to go ahead and grow them for the future. Because again, when you have one of the deepest rosters in the NBA and you have a guy like Max Christie who played so well in the summer, looking like he's the odd man out. You have Cam Reddish that so many people were high on, not me, but so many people were high on who's probably going to be the other odd man out. That's 12 guys if you include those guys right there. Then you got to then you get to the finally the draft picks and what's going on there. It's just in their best interest to go ahead and make sure they get the time they need at, at where they need it most. Yeah, absolutely, Gerald, and I agree 100%. Again with the the Podfather and fellow panelists, uh that yeah, there's that 12 and then you know, it's just it the it was nice to see that, uh, and hopefully it continues, that Maxwell Lewis turned a corner. He really has a uh, different haircut, too, which was uh, nice to see. Maybe that uh, maybe that helped turn things around. You never know. You never it's know. Wor- it's worked in the past. Uh, but, yeah, it's uh, out still. still I, I, I said it, and I, I think uh, Gerald and other Laker, most Laker fans would agree. Lewis is the outline of a good player, but. Gerald's right. He just needs more development, more, more. You need minutes. You need reps at that and, age. And you, you need, need, you need definitely guidance about what you need to do in the weight room and what, how you need to go about recovery. And that's, you're not going to have the same kind of attention, like Gerald was saying, in the NBA that you will in the G League, where you're able to be focused and honed in on skill development and what you need, basically need to do to make it in the show. And Gerald, uh, as luck would have it, um, they're both signed to four-year contracts. So we're, we're in a – Rob put himself in a beneficial position for both those players and the Lakers because he's able to stash them in the G League for a season to – Go ahead. Well, well, no, I'm going to say Alan brought up a very good question, and I do want to compliment him on it. He says, my real question is, Vando, if Prince is real, then what's his role? And you saw me as I was one of the big uh, supporters of Vando in the starting lineup until this recent outburst by by Torian Prince, where I saw that he can he can play. He will still will have trouble guarding the most elite of threes there's just absolutely no question about it but if he can guard the average three or below and shoot from the outside like he can he provides something as far as drawing away the defense that vando doesn't everybody says okay vando he's out on the floor go ahead do your thing we don't care if you get anything for them oh well that's fine for the lakers it's like it really stands out and Alan's question is, if Vando uh, is not going to be in that starting lineup, then what does that say for Vando and his role ultimately on the team? Because, again, he is not a great fit coming off the bench in, as far as what fit is. He's going to be a specialty player, could be someone that could see 10 minutes one night, 30 minutes the next. Yes, absolutely. It, it's going to be that kind of um, – uh, it's like – I'm not sure how to describe it other than he'll be like a box of chocolate player. Like you never know what you're going to get with the minutes. Like it's a box of chocolates. Like Gerald was saying, it could be eight minutes one night. And then he'll have to play 30 the next night because 
They're either Depends. playing, yeah, yeah, they're either playing Luca on a back to back, or Booker on a back to back, and you just need him to kind of stem, stem their offensive momentum just a little bit, or try and stifle it if he can, um, because he's he's been known to stifle uh, a team's primary option, Gerald. That that, that shouldn't be uh, ignored as well. Although the shoot shooting is suspect, everybody knows it. It's like it's like. Rubber stamped all over a scouting report, Gerald, about Jared Vanderbilt. They're going to challenge him to get suspect. He's suspect. Yes, make him shoot. Make him beat you. Uh, but he's also a, a weapon defensively. And and like Gerald was saying, it's it's like a juggling act. It's, it's really – it's based upon the matchup, and you're going to need that. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout. But we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. Do want to go ahead and mention in the ESPN latest top 100 players that's out there, huh? Going to go ahead and actually pop up the the top 24 for everyone out there. So in that, I want to go ahead and mention that LeBron James and Anthony Davis were part of the top 100 mentioned right there, and in doing so, they were placed with LeBron James ninth and Anthony Davis tenth. Your thoughts on this, my friend, before I say mine, LeBron, number nine, AD, number 10, heading into ESPN's top 100 for this year, 2023-24, fair or not so fair for LeBron and AD in the ESPN top 100 players? Fair. Fair. I think there is a clear top eight top eight in the NBA. And then I believe that the last two slots could be, could be argued for or against. If you're going to argue for AD and LeBron, I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue against it. If you're going to not argue for them, I wouldn't necessarily argue against that either. Uh, Being, being looking at it, I included one of them in my top 10. The other one just missed the cut a little bit, but I mean, when you think about the top 10 players in the NBA jail, there are a handful of ones that are fantastic that you'd have to leave out. So, you know, LeBron made my top 10. LeBron made my top 10. Uh, I will go through my top 10 list right now. Okay. Number one is Nikola Jokic, the Joker. Okay. Number two is Giannis. Okay. Number three is Joel Embiid. Okay. Number four is Steph Curry. Number five is Jason Tatum. Number six is Luka Doncic. Number seven is KD. Number eight is Shea Gilgis Alexander. Number nine is Zion Williamson. And number 10 is LeBron James. 
I would say you're a little high on Zion until he really can play 82 games or close to it. If you can get to 65, 70 games, then you're probably going to see him being one of the top 10 players in the NBA. So I can understand why you did it. Uh, just if you're using that same reasoning for Anthony Davis on why he's not in the top 10, I would say the same thing applies for Zion, especially, but you know, you could say even the same thing for KD as well, but I think that that's a f- mostly a fair assessment on your top 10. Uh, let me say this, though. I do think that Nikola Jokic should be the number one player in the league. Uh, I'm surprised that ESPN has him ranked number two behind Giannis. I think that was not – it's a little bit unfair uh, in that case because, you know, the guy won a championship and was clearly showing out to be the best player. Then you've got Joel Embiid at number three. You've got – if according to them, Luka Doncic at number four, Steph Curry at five, you've got Jason Tatum at six, Kevin Durant at seven, then you've got SGA, LeBron, and AD. I personally think, although Adam says LeBron's underrated on the list, I personally think that that's a good spot for LeBron. I was actually surprised they actually kept him in the top 10. Uh, reason why is because obviously the first thing they'll point to is his age. You know, that's probably what they'll first look at as far as it's concerned, but I still think he he plays like the top 10 player in the league like he can. I think that's, you know, what can go on for this rest of this team for the rest of the season. So I see that at nine as being a fair, I think that's being a fair, fair evaluation of him, especially in the fact that he will be in his 39 year season here by the end of the year. AD, I think is also fair. The reason why is he just needs to be on the court. He's on the court and plays like he did in the first two rounds of the playoffs. He is one of the top five players in the league. But the problem is he's not consistent enough, as we saw, in the even in the playoffs, and also not on the floor enough to go ahead and say, hey, he's a, clearly a top five player in this league. So I bring it back to you, my friend, before we headed on out and to ask you one more time as far as with LeBron and AD – I mean, seeing them at the, at the back end of the top 10, you would have gotten us mad in years past. I don't think it gets us this mad anymore. Yeah, no, not at all, Gerald. I just think, you know, in the past three years, one, two, three, three of those guys have really come up and uh, exert, uh, exerted themselves as top 10 players. And it that's just the way this roles is that father time is undefeated and uh you know phil jackson said it basketball is a young man's game and uh shay's been coming up jason tatum you also have luca uh those three guys have really asserted themselves as uh blue chippers building blocks and um, they're, yep, they're Anthony Edwards. You're gonna have Wembyama. You're gonna have they're, they're right up. there. Like, yeah, you also have Devin Booker possibly mm-hmm. in the top 15. And Gerald said you'd have to leave out Sion or AD. Potentially, you know, a, a, another player that uh, you never know might might sneak in there um, and have kind of a renaissance season. Is a cat. You might have to put Cat in the top 15 at the end of the year, depending on what how Minnesota goes and how, what kind of season he has. So, I mean, man, the, the amount of uh, just quality depth that the NBA has and, and Gerald of that, of that top like 10, what we have there, you have one, two, three, four, five, 
about five of those players are international players. Jokic, Giannis, Shea, uh, Luka, and I'm missing somebody, Gerald. Help me out here. Embiid. Embiid, yes. Excuse me. Though, so five Although he inter- is an American. This, yeah, so oh, so we can't, can't say that anymore. He's an American now. So four international players yes. uh, in the top ten, which is, I, I mean, if you had asked probably even the, the biggest Hooper about 20 years ago, you know what? You know what, Sean and Gerald? In 20 years, four or five of the top ten NBA players will be born outside of the United States. Well, we five. Both, five yeah, out of the top ten. Yeah, ten. five out of the – and we both would have said, You're, get out of here. No, no chance. Here we are. I mean, here it's, we are. Yeah, it's really become uh, a global game. Um, it, it's, uh, it's fantastic to see Gerald. And I will say this. Is there a player out there right now who has the potential for a breakout season that vaunts themselves into the top 10? Or do you see the, the, the basically that top eight as fluid, Gerald? I think it's, it's, I think it's always fluid. Cause like you said, we mentioned, you mentioned Zion, Zion blows up like he did that one year. Of course, he's right back in the swing of things right there. If the Pelicans start going up higher in the food chain. You talked about uh, what Booker, Booker, if he leads the Phoenix Suns and becomes the best player on that team, how can you not get him into the top 10? You know, there are other players as well. Tyrese Halliburton, we didn't even mention. Anthony Edwards, we did mention. So, you know, those players break out like they're often expected to by so many other people that have been watching them. They could have a claim in the top 10. So, Basically, right now, there's, there's, it, it's a nice list. Again, I, I'm putting, you know, LeBron and AD nine and ten. I think is by ESPN. I think that's a solid move. So I, I don't have any real issue with it. I really don't because of the fact that LeBron again at 38, you know, him still being in the top ten. How many 38 year olds actually were still in the top ten in the NBA at that age? Not too many, and the list uh, is not that long. So. We'll see what happens. But before we head on out, my friend, Alan had a question uh, in regards to Hayes and Woods. They will play. He's asking if they will play together. Or does Ham have to make a choice? Uh, can they both and Vando play with LeBron? It won't be pretty if that's the case. My guess is that uh, when when LeBron goes to the bench, if Rui hasn't come, if Rui's already been in, in, introduced into the game already, then I'd probably say uh I would probably guess Wood is coming in for LeBron. And then when AD, or actually, I'm sorry, I'd probably say Hayes is coming in for LeBron to provide a Hayes, AD, maybe two minutes, three minutes right there. And then to start the second quarter, you bring in Christian Wood to play a good seven, eight-minute stretch there. Uh, Or even if you want him to put him in the tail end of the first quarter, I'll let you go ahead and do that as well. But, you know, I see both of those guys getting about 15 to 20 minutes a game. There's a portion of it they will play together, but I think you stagger them in at first. I don't think you do the hockey thing like they like we've seen in the exhibition season so far. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with that, Joe. I do. I agree with that. I don't think they should be hockey hockey line change as we've seen. I agree, and uh, I think that's that's a very good point, Alan, because there are going to be there are going to be minutes, unfortunately, where I think. 
you know, we have a couple or three guys who get into um, an ISO, hypno, techno version of themselves, Gerald, on the court and just forget to run within the rhythm of the offense. And, you know, I think if you have a Jackson Hayes and a Christian Wood out there together, uh, yeah, it, it, it doesn't mix well, especially considering that if you do in a pinch have to use, say, a, a, a Hayes and a Wood together, then you have to make sure that you have at least another shooter, I, I would say two more shooters, uh, shadowing those two uh, along with an AD and a LeBron because there, you're, there's just going to be a buffer there. Like Jared's already mentioned that there, there needs to kind of be a buffer if uh, you're going to sprinkle in uh, Hayes and Wood together there. I agree, my friend. And great thoughts by our chat, by Darren, by Alan. Uh, great thoughts right there. It is the Lakers fast break. It is Gerald Glassford along with Magic Man Sean Grice. Thanks so much for watching, listening. Truly appreciate it. We'll be back tomorrow. Great thoughts by Adam as well. And our entire chat, the best Lakers chat room that's out there, the Lakers fast break, Lakers in five. Salute to you as well. Truly appreciate everyone stopping by to go ahead and check out our thoughts on the snack pack today. But we'll be back tomorrow. Playback.tv slash Lakers fast break for the Lakers at seven o'clock tomorrow night. They're headed up against the Warriors at the crypt. Uh, maybe LeBron will play. We don't know yet. I'll tweet that out at Lakers fast break. Once I get the word on the, who, what the lineup will be, but definitely looking forward to hearing your thoughts out there on whether or not you're liking what you're seeing, but you know, we'll see who plays tomorrow on Friday. I do know that with Giannis and Damian Lillard playing on Sunday, that I think that LeBron's going to make it a point to go ahead and try there. But Magic Man, tomorrow, 7 p.m. against the Warriors. Then, of course, the best Lakers postgame that's out there is the Lakers fast break. Any last thoughts, my friend, before we head on out? Uh, Gerald, we have the best chat in the not only the entire Lakers community, I feel the entire NBA community. And I do a lot of scanning, like like Gerald. I I not only pay attention to I'm scanning right now <laughs> our direct competition, but I also pay attention to you know what other channels on other teams, uh, what's their participation like with their fans, and I feel that we have the best synergy amongst all the communities out there, and we're just getting started. This is just the just the start of uh this brilliant community um that's uh started from a little seed that one pod father gerald glassford started and now it's grown into uh onward and upward over onward. a thousand and yep, yep. keep keep going big shout out to our facebook community in the past couple post games so truly appreciate it you're actually at this point doing as well if not better on some occasions than our youtube channel so youtube Got to get back in the in the swing of things. We're back. Lakers basketball is back. Got to go ahead and catch us up here. Go ahead and see if you can get there. And again, if you do like what you see, please hit the little Joe right there in the corner, right below Sean. Won't scare you, I promise, with the beady eyes. Click on Joe Soros' face right there. That way you're subscribed. And when you're subscribed, you get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air or we have a show coming up in the not-too-distant future, like tomorrow, our post-game 
after, of course, our great playback.tv slash Lakers fast break live watch party of the Lakers and Warriors. Hang out with us there, then hang out with us hereafter, right here at the Lakers fast break podcast. <laughs> 